This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Do you drive a vehicle? Then you'll find AutoCorrect helpful, especially on Coach Charlie's Tip of the Week. Listen to our podcast with me, Coach Charlie Melton, on any podcasting platform or on the MPB Public Media app. From MPB Think Radio, this is Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Jermaine Flood, along with my traveling partner, Java Chapman. Kamel King, Tourism Development Bureau Manager with Visit Mississippi, is out today. We're your number one on-air source covering the people, places, and events that make Mississippi great. Today, we're checking out the screening of Dog Leg as part of the 2023 Film Summit, August 26th in Jackson. Then we head to Philadelphia to chat with the legendary Marty Stewart and rock out at Dolly Parton's fundraiser for his Congress of country music before we cut a corner again through Clinton's Red Brick Roads Music and Art Festival with a live in studio jam session from tonight's featured act Highland Rim with our final stop in Gulfport at the Mississippi Aquarium to celebrate their re-grand opening. Before we hit the road, let me welcome resident DJ Nah. <laughs> and traveling partner, Java Chapman. Java, good morning to you, one. What's been going on with you and what you got going on this weekend? Oh, man, it's um, it's a lot happening this weekend. I'm actually going to uh, I'm tying in with the guests this morning because I'm going to be uh, DJing the um, the after set. Oh, for the, the for the film for the film. Yeah, for the film. Um, I don't know what we calling this a weekend symposium. Uh, the the film summit. Film summit. There the, we go. Yeah. I knew it was. Yeah, the, there we go. <laughs> the Mississippi Film Summit. Because there's ac- there's activities happening today um, and um, uh, tomorrow. I actually I created a few playlists for what's supposed to be happening today. So yeah, yeah it's a full. Thing. Shout out to the Mississippi Film Office. Right. Job, quick question. Does just music just live in your head and you always know what to pull, when to pull it? I don't I don't know if I know what what to pull <laughs> and when to pull it. I guess I to pull back the curtain a little bit on the DJ side. At um when DJs play songs, we are literally trying to invoke some type of emotion. Right. So, you know, if we go for a certain song, it's because we're trying to invoke a certain emotion. Like when it's party time and I like with the songs we are playing, yeah. we want you to party. And then, you know, if we want you to be reflective, we'll choose a different song. So, yeah. I, but I never know what I just, you know. Well, you, just, you evoked our next guest. So I know. That was, that was an easy choice. That right, was an easy choice. Right. I'll go ahead and talk them in off that George Clinton. But in with us to tell us all about the screening of the film Dog Leg as part of the 2023 Film Summit August 26th at the Capri Theater in Jackson at 4.30 p.m. We have director Al Warren. We also have Don Warren. He's a Mississippi filmmaker and he's Al's dad. And then we've got Evan Shoto with marketing and promotion. Also, Evan is one of us here at Mississippi Public Broadcasting. He's our archivist here. So I I'd like to welcome all three of you to Next Stop Mississippi. Yes, thank, thank you. you. Thanks for having us. No, thanks thank for you. coming. Of course, the, the posters have been posted all across the agency. Mm. I've got one on my door. We've been giving out these posters, and I've been promoting it, and everybody who comes by goes, what's Dog Leg? And I say, well, it's a it's a feature film that's going to be screening at the Capri Theater. So I would just, one, want to congratulate you all for putting this film together. Um, two, the marketing and promotion side. Evan, you were already knocking on my door like, hey, 
hey, let's get this on. And I was like, sure, no, no problem. Yeah. But I want to go ahead and start with you, Al, though, as director of the film. How proud of you are are you of the completion of everything? I'm really proud. I'm also really uh, glad that it's over. Mm -hmm. It took five years to make. We started shooting in uh, Mississippi in 2018 and we wrapped in uh, we wrapped post-production at the end of last year. So it was a long process and it just feels good to be showing and I'm proud of of everyone that worked on it. Right. And it's been fun uh, showing it across the country. I'm really right, glad to be right. bringing it here. Right. Give everybody a quick synopsis of the film and like your passion behind making it. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, the movie is about like an amateur director who loses his girlfriend's dog at a gender reveal party on the morning of a big shoot. The the relationship is now ended for me. <laughs> <laughs> End of movie scene. No. <laughs> you lose my baby. It's a problem. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's kind of like he goes on like a little bit of a wild journey to try and find this dog while also trying to keep this shoot going that uh -huh. he's uh, doing. Uh -huh. Um, yeah, so that's kind of the synopsis. And then, yeah, the, the, the kind of point of making it, I think I just want, you know, we wanted to make something. And uh, I was writing a bunch of different ideas over the past few years that were going to be really expensive to make. Mm -hmm. So we kind of modulated uh, our writing to fit a budget level that we could afford. Okay. And that's kind of why it took so long. We kind of shot it in chunks. Yeah. Um, yeah, but luckily we had time to play with it in post. And I think it works fairly well together collectively. Uh, it's like a bunch of different pieces. And then the through line of the director uh, kind of holds it all together. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. Dote on your cast and crew or don't dote on them. If you've oh, had yeah. issues, we can talk about that. We can lay it out, but no. Yeah, no, no you'll see the movie. Awesome. There's issues with uh, the cast and crew <laughs> in the movie, but no, the actual making of it was a, was a joy. Like, Good. and that's my, pl I love actors. I'm an actor. I, I'm obsessed with actors. So the real joy of making it for me was working with, not just the crew, but all these incredible actors. And I think that we have like, uh, you know, I think that there's probably like 20 different kind of characters yeah. throughout the film. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, That's yeah, pretty yeah. cool. Talk about, though, your dad. I want yeah. you to go ahead and introduce him to the entire state. But yeah. his role um, in maybe, you know, being the passion behind you. Uh -huh. if, if he wasn't here, you wouldn't have made the film. That's for sure. But talk about him being a filmmaker and just, I guess, rubbing off on you somehow. Say what's up, Dad. What's up, Dad? Nice. <laughs> Skirt. Oh. Yeah, you know, Don Warren is a legend in this state. He's uh, been in the film community since the 70s here. And uh, when I grew up, you know, Dad's a very technical kind of guy. He's, he's very much a wizard when it comes to gear and cameras specifically mm -hmm. and post-production materials. He's always kind of had the most cutting edge kind of understanding of the, the newest technology. And that's just not me. Like, mm -hmm. I'm really bad with that stuff. I'm right. terrible at it. <laughs> so growing up, I would be here at MPB a lot, like working at the studio or wherever Dad was. I would, I would follow him and I would watch these things being made and I was so bored I would be on my Game Boy I kind of hated the process of making it but I loved being around him and he never pushed me into it really yeah, he yeah. just kind of like offered uh, me to come with him and I would and so I kind of found my own way into it uh, uh to directing and acting, but absolutely, Dad was a conduit to me opening myself up to cinema. I mean, mm -hmm. growing up, he would always be trying to show me like Scorsese or Kurosawa or like these great world directors. Mm -hmm. And I think it just took me some time to mature to kind of be able to accept that stuff. Mm -hmm. 
Um, Don, but, did you yeah. ever mature that he didn't accept it? <laughs> In the beginning. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's it's a constant struggle to stay ahead of the curve with uh, equipment and everything. What, I've got three sons, Alex, Tyler, and Eric. Tyler's an engineer, graduated from Mississippi State, works for Eaton Aerospace. Eric is in his fourth year of medical school mm-hmm. uh, with William Carey University. All three of those guys learned to build my Jimmy Jib camera crane. <laughs> yeah. And I would be drinking coffee and yeah. have them. Uh, That's great, Dad. <laughs> so That's Alex awesome. did. I did press him into uh, service quite often. Uh, I remember one time we were shooting for uh, the Miss Mississippi pageant, mm-hmm. and they were doing some preliminary stuff. And and uh, we had to shoot the third level on the Mississippi Queen mm-hmm. on the Mississippi River, but their elevator went out. Alex, and went it was out. like July. Yeah, it, it was like hot. I oh mean, it's like gosh. this week, 105. Yeah. And uh, I made Alex carry all the counterweights, all the cases up three Come on, grip. Flights. Come on, I grip. Know, seriously. <laughs> anyway, that, so he did get some of that honest, you know, blood, sweat, and tears. But, That's true. Uh, Great, Dad. Yeah, That's yeah. awesome. It, it, it's, it's been a, a crazy journey. He did kind of catch the bug in high school. I, I did yeah. make him my assistant editor. And made him learn to uh, put things together. Right. Uh, and now y'all so. are kind of can do it together now. Like, you know. Absolutely. It's come full circle. I think we lean on each other in different ways. Like, certainly the production of Dogleg couldn't have happened without him and favors he called in and some of his gear. And and then, you know, vice versa, I think I'll take look, looks at cuts that he makes and we'll talk about it. And it's, it's cool the way that we've been able to grow into that together. Good stuff. Yeah. Now, I'm folding Evan in. Let's do it. Let's fold Evan Chateau in. Um, tell me now, Al, how we are going to fold him in, how yeah. you folded him in the dog leg, and then I'll get to Evan about the marketing and promotion. Yeah, though. yeah. Evan is about 30 years younger than me. Um, <laughs> no, I'm friends with Evan's brother, Print, from kind of the music scene in Jackson and Oxford. And uh, we kind of had like a scene there maybe like 10 years ago, like a crew called Cats Purring, a lot of different bands and artists. And uh, most of those guys are like around my age, kind of mid to late 30s. And Evan, you know, kind of came in the scene as a college student. And that's kind of a hard thing to jump into, just mm-hmm. that friend group up there. But Evan was 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 then like he is now, just easy to be around yeah. and had an interest in film stuff. You know, so we would talk about that. And um, Evan's had a great career in his own right. But with Dogleg specifically, he worked on the first sets with Bobby Rush and uh, a few other Mississippians so back cool. in 2018. Yeah. 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 So cool. Evan, talk about we, we've got a couple minutes left. I want you to talk about one. Um, why the Caprice? theater as as the chosen venue um and two just how important the film dog leg is to you especially during you know this whole writer strike that's going mm-hmm. on all across the country well i the caprice theater was chosen up way before i was involved in this marketing promotion but mm-hmm. i it's you know capri was actually it's kind of a special location to come to for this event because i mean back when I mean, Alex was in a band and I was in high school. I mean, this was a venue for shows. And, like, we used to all gather there to see bands, like, a Color Vault, like, every Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then um, it they've renovated it. I mean, it was shut down for 15 years. I mean, right. something like that. So it, it holds a special place. And I think everybody 
from our age groups like hearts you know yeah, so i think yeah. it's a great place to gather they've done an amazing it's beautiful amazing yeah. renovation on it i mean shout uh, out I was there far. shout out yeah <laughs> and uh yeah i think it's an amazing location and I, I wouldn't have it anywhere else uh honestly but um to what dogleg means to me i i saw dogleg at its first screening in oxford back in um i guess march february mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. But I mean, I was blown away by it. I mean, it's it's got this realism that's you know it's relatable. It's uh, it's about somebody who's just trying to balance their personal and professional life in this right. course of a day. That's right. you know it has this natural underlying anxiety that we all have in our days, and mm-hmm. especially like it resonates with people that work in production. I think you know this is about a guy who's you know a director, and yet he's also trying to go to this baby shower. He's trying to you know. Pr- be with his girlfriend right. like um and Good then stuff. you know as it, it goes along um i think you you kind of find like the pressure building and the anxiety getting to Good him stuff. meanwhile you kind of ask yourself as an artist like you know am i working on so is it even worth all the stress like yeah. we, i don't know exactly what he's work filming in the movie and that's kind of my favorite part i think it's a little bit of the comedy that's too right it. right but um yeah i think it resonates with a lot of people and i think the storytelling is very Mississippian in a way. Good stuff. I think, you know. I love it. I love y'all coming through and letting everybody know about the film screening. Um, of course, this is part of the 2023 Film Summit Dog Leg Feature Film Screening at the Capri. That's going to be happening Saturday, August 26th, 4.30 p.m. until 7.30 p.m. Capri Theater, Jackson, Mississippi. If you want to know more information, you can visit our events calendar. I've got it all out there. Also, if they want to contact um, you, Al, how can they do that at al underscore warren underscore at instagram y'all Check do it i have out. time Bam. to ask a question yes Whoa. al I, I had as um making of the film yeah um you know a lot of times when people film in jackson or in mississippi the setting often plays a role yeah and what you filming here um did you film in jackson i did we we actually cut some of the jackson stuff out of the final cut of the film we're going to release those uh as kind of a subsequent release other films but uh, but yeah, we we filmed here in Jackson and also in Oxford. Yeah, well, I was just gonna say how much um, you know filming here in Mississippi plays into the story because a lot of times when people shoot movies and they specifically come here, you know, to Jackson or to um, Mississippi, it's always a part of the story. You know, I, you know what I I've made other films here, being from here before I moved. Um, I'm of the opposite mentality than maybe a lot of people who come here to shoot things. I wanted to use Mississippi and still do to this wet to this day, almost as kind of an anywhere America type place. You know what I mean? Yeah. I believe that like the fabric of the people that make it and, and that are in front of the screen. If we just place them here in Mississippi, that comes through without us needing to score it with harmonicas or show like farm, <laughs> you know, yeah. farmhouses and, and kind of typical Mississippi imagery. I really like the way that this can happen in world cinema, in Asian cinema and French cinema. You can find examples of uh, films and filmmakers that use their hometowns, but kind of don't, draw so much attention to the typical tropes of those places and that's been inspiring to me when I try and photograph Mississippi. Okay, that's pretty cool. Good stuff, good stuff. So, of course, he is uh, born in Jackson, Mississippi. No yes. wonder why he loves to shoot here. Mm-hmm. But again, dogleg feature film screening at the Capri in Jackson, Mississippi, August 26th, 4.30 p.m. Thanks, Everybody Sky. check it out. Thank you thank so you. much. Thank you so thank much you. for having us. I want to thank you, Don.
John. Thank you, Al. And thank you, Evan, for joining us. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jermaine Flood. Right now, I'd like to give a rousing introduction to an American country and bluegrass music singer, songwriter, and musician who has charted over 30 times on the Billboard Hot Country Song Charts, is a five-time, get this, five-time Grammy Award winner and a member of the Grand Old Opry and Country Music Hall of Fame. Who am I talking about, of course? Well, we're going to welcome the incomparable Marty Stewart to Next Stop Mississippi today. He's here to discuss his Congress of Country Music, the Ellis Theater, and welcoming one of its biggest guests, the legendary Dolly Parton on August 26th and more. And of course, he hails from Philadelphia, Mississippi. That's why we've got him on. Mr. Stewart, well, Marty, I'm just going to go ahead and be informal like you told me to. Welcome to Next Stop Mississippi. Thank you. So glad to be on your show. I, I, do you really have to put up with Kamel all the time? I do, but I like it. <laughs> he teases me a lot. Last uh, show we had, he told me that um, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were not real and that I did not take a picture with them. So. Well, you, you need to take that up with him at a later date. Right. He's a bubble burster. That's what he is. He likes to burst my bubble. That's what he is. That's what he is. He's a good man, though. I he love is. good man. He is. And y'all's history, he speaks so highly of you, Mr. Stewart. I'm telling you, he just, he talks so much about how great you are and the things that he does with you and, and for the Congress of Country Music and, and everything that he does on behalf of Visit Mississippi. So, again, your, 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 your reputation exceeds itself. So well, the thing that Camille and I share in, in common is, is we both have such a heart for our state, and yeah. at every meeting that Camille and I attend together, that that, that that's, it's really evident that he has a lot of love for the state and the future of the state. That in common, so mm-hmm. you bet. Yeah, that's good stuff. And of course, you have love for the state, and a little bit more love, possibly for Philadelphia, your hometown, hailing from. Talk about your love for the city. I have always loved my hometown, and you know what defines anybody's hometown is the people. And so, growing up from the time I was a little kid, I always had this uh, cheering section, and this you know this the family. The, the, the foundation and a bedrock of a great family and friends and good, bad, and indifferent. I left, I left Philadelphia when I was 13 years old to go mm. on the road and play music, supposedly for a weekend, but I got a job in Nashville and it turned into a career. But I always knew where home was, mm-hmm. and I always had home to go to in the best of times and the worst of times, and regardless of Good, bad, or indifferent, Philadelphia has always been a place of unconditional love for me, and people welcomed me with open arms. Right. right. And so I never forgot it. I yeah. never forgot it. The thing I love about Mississippi is when you drive across the state line, it says, Welcome to Mississippi, the birthplace mm-hmm. of America's music. Mm-hmm. And we can back that up. And it's not just about the ghosts of the past. Mm-hmm. It's about, you know, I think about my pal's Chapel Heart. Look at there. Coming out of those ladies coming out of South Mississippi, bringing their brand of country music to the world, innovating, uh, you know, just blowing walls and barriers down. Right. And there's one story like that after another of young people that keep evolving out of the state. So there's something in the water down there, Jermaine. I know it. I know it. I drink the tap water. I hope it's in me, too. (laughs) Me, too. And we just had, it's it's funny, you mentioned Chapel Heart. We had Chapel Heart in studio um, maybe about three weeks ago. And those ladies were a time, but they were so real 
and you knew they were Mississippians. You know, it was just like we I, I was sitting around my hometown girls, you know. When I first saw their video of You Can Have It with Jolene, I thought, that's wonderful. And then I found out they were from Mississippi. I went, that's even more wonderful. And they played the Neshoba County Flair last year, and I sent a spy down. I said, go look, go watch them and see if they're really as good as I think they are. And somebody called me back in about four songs and said, you bet. So I had them at the Ryman Auditorium on the late night jam this past year. They're coming to the Ellis Theater later in this year uh, to play. So I'm in on Chapel Heart. I think they're great. Right. Here's the thing about Mississippians. We're the realists. And I think that's why we we like each other so much. You know, we just have a, a way of just being normal and just just regular. And and that's that's, right. that's the way they were. And that's the way I feel right now talking to you. And it's just so amazing. No matter you know, no matter who you are, if you're if you're call yourself a small Mississippian or if you've done great things and you've come out of the state and you've you've made it those same those same sentiments sit inside of you as a Mississippian. You'll never not be just a regular normal person. You know, I love that. I, I've, I've brought so many people to Mississippi. And all you have to say is, this is my friend, Jim. He's from Arizona. That's all it takes. The next thing you know, they're talking and finding common ground. And a buddy of mine I brought down not long ago, and I I took him to out in the country to where my little cabin is, and one of the country boys out there, he was introduced. He said, this is Will. He has three cows. (laughs) And that was his calling card. But that was all that anybody needed to get started. And all of a sudden, Will had a whole bunch of new friends because he had three cats. That's so that, cool. That's, that's Mississippi for That's you. Mississippi for you. I love Just that. Just start talking. I love that. Now Just you start talking. Right. You were talking about bringing people here. I'm going to go ahead and address the elephant in the room right now. Miss Dolly Parton, the legendary. Two things from me. Um, one, working nine to five as a child. Of course, I sang that song. But two, as a child, I watched something that I probably wasn't supposed to watch. And I watched it over and over again. I know every <laughs> single song from that movie. But to to invite the legendary Dolly Parton to your Congress of Country Music, to the state of Mississippi, we can't ask for a better gift. And we thank you. <laughs> oh, we thank Dolly. Well, Dolly's been my friend since 1973, Mm -hmm. and that's how far back we go. And after I left B.B. King's place that night, it was I kind of knew in my heart that this was what I wanted to do with the Congress of Country Music. But it, like I said, it was like setting a spaceship down in the middle of nowhere and nobody to talk to. So I actually reached out to Dolly and wrote her a note. And I told her, I said, here's what's on my mind. And I told her, and the response I got back from her was, if your heart is telling you to do this, you have no choice but to follow your heart. Mm-hmm. I encourage you to do this. So I've held on to that note. And I went to see her back in January or February this year. And I told her, I said, well, here's what we're doing. Here's how far it's come. And I need your help. We're going into the building the rest of this thing. Now we have a whole lot of the money, but we need a little bit more. And she said, I'll come. It's going to be a fundraiser. I'll do two shows. She set the rules. And so... She understands. She has a place called Dollywood that was one time a dream. It was just a bunch of trees standing on Tennessee mountains. Mm-hmm. And she turned it into something that benefits her people. It offers jobs. It offers hope. It offers encouragement. It offers fun in a hard world for hard hit people. So she gets what we're trying to do. And the fact that she would come 
and do this, you know, that's just shows the family aspect of this whole. Right, right, right. I want to talk about the fundraiser aspect of it as it relates to fundraising for the Congress of Country Music and and Dolly's portion as well. Talk about the importance of that. Well, I stay out of ticketing prices. Now, I'm no good at that. I know how to play for <laughs> tickets once people have, have sold tickets. And I knew that the ticketing price was going to be an issue because it's a fundraiser. It's a 500-seat theater, so you have to step it on up. So somebody said, well, you think in terms of going to one of those big, beautiful hotels, the Westin and Jackson, with all those fancy, you know, beautiful tables with flowers on them, and people buy, you know, tables for a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So somehow or another, the most expensive ticket at the at the Ellis was $3,500 for the front rows, and then it went from 3500 to $350. And when everybody kind of got used to those numbers and said, okay, let's try it. But I went, there was the only thing I had to say about the tickets was if you do this and the people, the hardworking people that can't afford a $350 ticket, which Mm -hmm. is the low end of the ticket. My mom and daddy could not have have afforded taking me and my sister this show. I said, if you do this and the local people don't at least have some sort of part of this experience it's a hollow victory and we've missed mm-hmm. so buck allman came up with the idea of putting a jumbotron out in front of the ellis uh you know roping off the streets and i, I said all right sell tickets for 35 dollars a piece so everybody can afford to come that's right and and so from 3500 dollars to $3,500, we're all gathering in the name of trying to bring something to life in the state of Mississippi with Dolly as the centerpiece. So that was the idea behind it. Right. Every penny of this goes into the development and, you know, the production of the next phase of the Congress of Country Music. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Every penny of it. Right, right. That's awesome. And then as it relates to the Ellis Theater hosting her, I want to talk about the development of the Ellis Theater. Where did that idea come from and how 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 was it executing that? We looked all over Philadelphia, you know, backing up, you know, 10 years for a place to stage the whole campus of the Congress of Country Music. Mm-hmm. Ellis, my old hometown theater, was in pretty sad you know it was it was in disrepair when it rained they had to put buckets under the scene but the arts council was uh the owners of the ellis theater mm-hmm. and the arts council came and asked said what if we were to donate this to the congress of country music mm-hmm. and we could be partners and i said you mean that gives a, the kids a place to still go and do snow white and the adams family and <laughs> share the stage with world-class entertainment and I said, I love that. I love that. So we took uh, the Ellis Theater as phase one. It gave us a cornerstone figure uh, or a cornerstone location to start building from. Mm-hmm. So last December, the Ellis opened. It is 516 seats, world class, absolutely beautiful. And we have season two book. Dolly is the first event. But Miss Dorothy Moore is coming. Bobby Rush is coming Yay. from the state. But beyond Dolly, we also have uh, Winona coming this year. Chapel Hart, Steve Miller Band, Roger McGuinn. Me and the Superlatives are coming. The Library of Congress is coming to host a film festival. Ashley McBride. I'm just flipping off the bluegrass music by Del McCurry. The Mississippi Mass Choir. I'm coming to see it all is, of it. <laughs> well, it's, it's it's not just Dolly, but there's a there's a powerful season. That goes from now until next May. Okay. That uh, supports the Ellis Theater. 
So it's, it's, it's astounding. It is astounding at who's coming to Philadelphia, Mississippi. That's awesome. Has, have the schedules hit yet? Is, is anybody scheduled out yet? There is a brand new, fresh website at congressofcountrymusic.org that went up last night, uh, designed by the wonderful CeeLo Agency and Flo Wood. And uh, it has all of the acts and all of the ticket prices and whatever, you, all the events coming up. So check in. Yes, everything is listed. Okay. And when it comes down to the, the concert with Dolly, are tickets still available? Can anybody still get those? And where would they go to grab those? There is a few tickets left. Okay. And so I think you, if you go on the website, it'll take you right to where you need to go, congressofcountrymusic.org. Okay. Now, when it comes down to you, Marty, what's going, what's happening with you right now? I know you have not stopped. Um, I was, <laughs> I was talking with Bobby Rush and Bobby has not stopped. So what's on, what's on your plate right now and what's, what's up next for you on the horizon? Me and Bobby Rush hadn't been to bed in 20 years. We just work all the <laughs> that time. Man. I love him. He, he inspires me. He inspires me. He's my pal. Uh, we've been out touring this summer. We just finished a, a beautiful run of shows with my buddy Chris Stapleton. Okay. And we superlatives. We have a, a week off to come down and get the Ellis season kicked off, and we're right back on the concert trail. We're work. We, we're in the middle of promoting a record called Altitude right now, which is getting a lot of. Nice things. There's a new book out that somebody just released called uh, uh, It's About Me and Ricky Skaggs' Life, and it talks about early days in Mississippi. Yeah. Highways and Heartaches, that's the name of the book. Okay. So that is what's happening. And uh, on top of that, when I left the house this morning, the air conditioner was overflowing. So <laughs> life. <laughs> Of course, that's happening. It's hot out there, Mark. I, I, put, I, put I put a mop in Connie's hand. I said, help, I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hot out there in our studios. I sweat whenever I get on air. That's what the shine is, Marty. The shine is the sweat, huh? <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> it is so hot. But you, do you want to leave our listeners with anything as it relates to one, of course, the concert, but two, the Congress of Country Music, the Ellis Theater, your hometown in Philadelphia? Just what do you want Mississippi to know? I tell you my favorite part about everything that's happening in Philadelphia is that I have seen and witnessed from the first building being painted to right now a renaissance in Philadelphia and a sense of pride and and a sense of hope and encouragement for future generations of people in Philadelphia. I love seeing the effect that this project has had on my community and my town. And I love the fact that when people come well, on opening weekend, uh, Jermaine, we had people from six different countries and 16 different states mm-hmm. come to the Ellis Theater to see open weekend last December. Mm-hmm. And when they finally get to Mississippi, some people have never been to Mississippi. They have only read about Mississippi, the wrong stuff, seen all the wrong movies, all that stuff. When they get down there and feel the hearts of the people, mm-hmm. then you know you're in Mississippi. And that's what I'm loving, seeing people come to Mississippi for the first time from all over the world and getting it. Right, right. Well, I'm going to make it a point to get my tail to Philadelphia more often to come visit the Congress of Country Music and the Ellis Theater. And then I'm going to need an open door, kind of like what Kamel has with you. <laughs> now I'm playing. <laughs> I, just, I just need to be able to show up and be like, I know Kamel. I'm coming in. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're family. Come on. The, the door is open. You That'll are work. invited. 
permanently invited. Thank you. Well, I have enjoyed you, and I just thank you so much for gracing us with your presence to let us know more about the fundraiser concert, about the um, Congress of Country Music, about the Ellis Theater. Again, to my audience, this, of course, is the legendary Marty Stewart. Um, the concert is going to be happening August 26th featuring Dolly Parton. Few tickets are available. He did say that. Make sure you go out there and look for those. But of course, we have enjoyed him right here on Next Stop Mississippi. And again, Marty, I thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Jermaine. You were such a bright spot for Mississippi. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you so much. That means a lot coming from you. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jermaine Flood in with my traveling partner, Java Chapman. Jermaine Camel. Flood, a.k.a. The Shining Light. The Shining Light, like Liz just said. <laughs> I like Marty Stewart. I'm in, though, with Java. Kamel King with Visit Mississippi is out today. Java, have you ever been to the Mississippi Aquarium? I have out there on the coast. It's a beautiful place. I know. I know. And I'm so excited to have on the line with us to tell us more about the Mississippi Aquarium's re-grand opening in Gulfport happening tomorrow. It is Kurt Allen on the line. He is the president and CEO of the aquarium. Kurt, welcome to Next Stop, Mississippi. Good morning, everybody. How are you guys? Ah, Doing good and great to have you on with us on Next Stop to tell us more about all the fishes and stuff that we're going to be able to see (laughs) (laughs) at the re-grand opening. But, Kurt, how excited are you to be um, uh, planning this celebration to re-grand open the Mississippi Aquarium? It's been great. You know, it's been three years, and we opened on the 15th anniversary of Hurricane Katrina, and we did a remembrance on that day, but we also looked at the resiliency of our coast and where we've come in the last 15 years, Mm -hmm. and now three years later, um, we're going to be doing it again and looking at the coast and looking at all the good things that have happened down here and, and to be a part of a new expansion for the aquarium, which is, you know, everybody's got to remember it's the state's aquarium. It's not our aquarium. It's, right. it's the it's the residents of Mississippi's aquarium, and that's uh, what we want to get across, and we're just trying to keep making it better and better for everybody uh, to come and visit. Right. Now, this expansion has been in the works for a minute, but it's a $4 million expansion, the first yeah. since when? When was that, 2020? 2020? August of 2020. So we're right at three years, and uh, about... A year ago is when we really started to think about, you know, we're always thinking about the future and what we can do. But about 12 months ago, we sat down with architects and our team and started putting thoughts on paper. And and a process that normally takes about 24 months, we condensed into about 12. And, uh, you know, everything from our architect partners to our construction partners, we were able to uh, – we did a ribbon cutting yesterday. Mm-hmm. The public's welcome today. And, and we're kicking off our uh, Changing Tide celebration that will last through Labor Day. So it's a great time to come and visit. Right. It's Sounds like it. And then, of course, you've got some new incentives, the free annual passes for pre-K kids. That's pretty awesome. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, pre-K three to five. You know, uh, moms and dads with the little ones are always looking for things to do. And it's uh, it's great to see little kids come to the aquarium because of the the excitement that they get and a little bit of education even starts when they're that young. Yeah. And this is a chance that the parents can bring them over and over and over again. You know, the parents can buy an annual pass. We've got an annual pass sale going on. 
and then the parents can just bring the kids and uh and the annual pass gives you lots of benefits also there's uh there's two free tickets when you buy an annual pass there's discounts in retail but you can also show your pass in and around Gulfport uh, at other businesses as well to get discounts so right. it's a great value and it's a it gives you the opportunity to come see us uh, more than once a year right right well java i'm going to fold you in on this can your kids take advantage of the free passes for the pre-k because this is the rules and kurt you tell me if i'm wrong so it says including unlimited visits until the child's sixth birthday correct there you go all of my all of my kids have uh passed six oh man yeah so i can't take advantage of the (laughs) pre-k free pass but i will say if you are able to go i like what kurt said as far as this is the mississippi's you know this is the state's aquarium it's on the coast and for some people who may live way up north mississippi or even in the central part of mississippi you know getting to the coast is a little bit of a stretch but if you can make it go this is a world-class facility and I'm speaking even before this new expansion. I, I jumped out there <laughs> right. with my family during the you know the first first um, year of opening, and it was amazing. So I can't wait to see what the new changes are. Yeah, yeah. And, and the other thing for all the listeners that if you have kids and you're in the central part of the state or the north part of the state, talk to your teachers, talk to your schools because we do have an outreach program where we can bring a van up and bring animals up and bring a little of the coast up north. And that's part of our mission in our outreach is to try to touch people around the state. So if you have a need or your school wants to do something fun, contact us and we're happy to uh, put a trip up. Our PR guy just went around the state talking about the new expansion, but we're happy to bring our educators out too. So it's another great uh, thing that we do for our state and, and our mission, which is education, conservation, and community. And we want to bring that around the state. Right. Talk about the impact, though, that the aquarium has had on the coast since its opening. How proud are you of that? Yeah, you know, we put an economic impact statement together, and the numbers were just off the charts for the first year. Mm-hmm. And as far as the employment numbers, the, ta- the tax revenues that were gained, uh, you know, and as people come down to visit the aquarium, it's not just the aquarium. It's the restaurants. It's the gas stations. It's the hotels. It's everything else that they do down here that uh, helps the economy of our state. Um, and that's really why the uh, the aquarium was thought to be brought down here is really to be an economic driver and that we can really push uh, some of the economies of scale here will be a aquarium opened and all of a sudden a coffee shop pops up across the street a new restaurant a block away the hotels are getting renovated centennial place open because of the aquarium so there's lots of things that have happened because the aquarium is here and that's really what we wanted to do is to provide family-friendly entertainment but to give the coast that economic stimulus to start growing again and uh, really transforming the coast even more from what it is today to to something that people are really proud of and that people come visit and spend spend their money right now with seven thousand square feet and 130 species kurt you you're i'm putting you on the spot right now what is, don't is, ask what's the favorite I was like, about oh, to. what's the favorite what you're gonna make them choose i mean those i mean the animals may not even know he chose today on radio but what is your favorite exhibit kurt um you know, it's funny because we've got three kind of new areas. We've got kind of a cold water area, a rainforest area, and a warm water tropical area. The I think the really coolest animal are poison dart frogs. They are they're just Yikes. phenomenally <laughs> colored. Yeah, poison dart frogs. The kids love them. Um, but 
a lot of fa- a lot of favorites. People love the octopus. A lot of people love our sloth. You know, our yeah. sloth is climbing around its new habitat. Um, and people just stand and stare at the sloth. The sloths don't do much, right? They just hang on their right. And people just stand there for a half an hour and watch the sloth. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. Um, so there's, I mean, there are just so many cool different animals from seahorses and pipefish and uh, hissing cockroaches, tarantulas. Green he loves them bugs. all. He loves them all, Jeff. <laughs> it's hard to pick a favorite, I'll tell you. I can tell you when I went to the uh, 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 to the aquarium, my favorite part was almost right there at the front entrance where you have the alligators and the crocodiles mm-hmm. and it, it's kind of like setting the tone as far as like okay I'm walking into this wildlife area <laughs> and you see these alligators out and these crocodiles out and it's like okay I'm passing the threshold yeah here comes the here comes <laughs> you, nature here comes nature <laughs> you, you need to you need to come back we the, the crocodile went back to Orlando so he can make babies and oh, we, wow. uh, we have three and we have three new beavers that we brought in their names are king bb and elvis they're the beaver brothers and uh we go in and hand feed these beavers where the crocodiles used to be and they are the cutest little things so we've got the alligators on one side beavers on the other now so we've got new additions there as well yeah well kurt if anybody wanted more information about the re-grand opening in the mississippi aquarium where can they go all the information's on the website at msaquarium.org, and the Changing Tides Festival runs through Labor Day. So we've got things going on every day during the week, so just go there, and we uh, have all the information. Kurt, thank you so much for letting us know all about it and joining us today on the show. Thanks for having me. It's great talking to you guys. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jermaine flooding with my traveling partner, Java Chapman. But right now, I'd like to introduce Highland Rim husband and wife duo, Sam and Polly Mooney, who are slated to perform tonight at the Red Brick Roads Music and Art Festival in downtown Clinton at 7 p.m. I want to welcome you both to Next Stop Mississippi. Thanks for joining us today. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having us on. I want to go ahead and just jump right into it. How do y'all keep it together? How do y'all stay married and sing together and work together? How does this work? That's a great question. What would you say? What's the secret, Polly? Um, It helps when you have a wonderful spouse, I'll say that. We do like each other. We like each other a lot. We don't really get tired of each other. Um, And I think it's you have to realize that it's such a unique gift Mm -hmm. to be able to work with your spouse. I mean, Mm -hmm. Sam understands me in ways that, like, I don't think like the typical husband wife relationship, like you would understand each other. Yeah. So it's a unique blessing, and we really choose Aww. to look at it like that. Yeah. And yeah. I think we like to travel together. Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of musicians don't enjoy the traveling part of the job, but yeah. I think we actually get a lot of joy out of that. Yeah. And so, you know, it gives us a way to do that. And good stuff. We're, we're learning, but it's good a blast. Stuff. <laughs> Was Highland Rim birth on the first date? Or the <laughs> wedding date? That's a great question. <laughs> well, you could make the argument the first date because That's we true. did end up playing some music on our first date, actually. Aww. It was one of several stops, but we were our first date occurred all over the town of Oxford, which yeah. is where we were both living yeah. at the time. Uh, and we did at one point go to the music building and jam out to a few songs. And so that was our first uh, performance as a duo, I guess you could say. Right. There's no audience, but. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Now, with Polly 
originating from Jackson, mm-hmm. and you, Sam, originating from Book- Brookhaven. How did y'all get involved with the Clinton Red Brick Roads yeah. Music Festival? <laughs> yeah, so I've known a number of people at the uh, festival for, for a few years, and I believe 2019 they reached out to me. Uh, so the festival every year starts with like a songwriter showcase, mm-hmm. which is really cool. I think one thing that's unique about that festival is it's very much um, – geared around singer-songwriters and mm-hmm. original music mm-hmm. and things like mm-hmm. that. And so they reached out to me in 2019 uh, for me to host it and actually also curate the lineup. Cool. And so it was really fun. Uh, and and it, they, I guess, liked me enough to have me back. <laughs> and so we've actually, this is the fourth straight festival that we've done it. And we brought Polly on in 2021. And so... It's really fun, and I've, it's been a cool because it's allowed me to bring some friends from Nashville down right. to do it, and also so cool. to pick you know friends I have in Mississippi that are amazing, right, right, and right. Uh, each year get to do it with a slightly different crew. So cool. Polly, talk about the music. What has been going on with y'all? The albums, the the, the new release, what's happening? Gosh, so much is happening this summer, especially, summer. I would say. So we started recording this album that we're currently releasing about a year and a half ago. Um, with our amazing friend and producer, Austin Kane. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was just really a journey getting these songs, you know, finished and put together. And some came easier than others. <laughs> um, but yeah, this summer we've been just releasing um, singles just, you know, bit by bit. We have two singles out currently, um, our songs, Santa Monica and Always Be Around. Um, so it's just been really exciting just promoting this music, yeah. even like from home and through social media. And yeah. now it's really fun that we get to actually play live and um, and show these songs to like, you know, real people right in front of us. Yeah, so right. It's and especially for me, because I'm about to enjoy what's going to happen. But before <laughs> that happens, Polly, how it, it if after they listen to the music, they're going to mm-hmm. want to know to know how to get in touch with you all. How can they do that? Yeah. So our Instagram is called um, it's at the Highland Rim. Um, the H I G H L A N D R I M. I feel like I'm on a spelling bee. Um, and then our individual Instagram, Sam. I don't have your app memorized. What is it's your... fine. So I uh, <laughs> bad wife over. I here. know you still love me. Uh, so yeah, my is Sam. Underscore Mooney. Okay. And then uh, what is yours? I'm Polly underscore Mooney underscore. And um, we both really stuff as solo artists in addition mm-hmm. to the cool. duo. So cool. There's John, all kinds Sam, of music coming out. John, Sam and Polly, I got a question because in what most uh, husband and wife teams, somebody um, ultimately has veto power. Um, <laughs> so I want to know when it comes to the creative side of you guys being, um, you know, as, as um, musicians together, how does that dynamic work? You know what? Yeah. What goes where, and who who says what? Final word. Yeah, happy happy wife, question. happy life. Answer I don't know. Sam. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say this could be dangerous. Uh, I, you know, I don't know that we've ended up in a, a veto type situation. I'll actually say this: I really have enjoyed having another person to bounce things off Aww. of. You know, I like. I can really get in my head and overthink, especially like mixing and kind of <laughs> detail stuff. And so it's actually been really great to be able to be like, am I freaking out about the wrong thing on this song? Good you know, stuff. and probably be like, yeah, don't worry about that. Good stuff. <laughs> well, listen, if you all want to hear more of them, they're going to be at the Red Bricks Roads Music and Arts Festival in Old Town Clinton tonight at 7 p.m. But they're going to give us a taste right now. And I'm just going to let them go ahead and do that. Let's Highland do it. Rim for everybody. Yes. And I'll say one fun. Fun fact, the song we're going to play 
the guy who played the drums on it was Alex Warren, who was just in here. Yay! So it just shows you how small the artistic community That's awesome. is. This is a song called Somewhere in Between. set down roots well that's metaphor but I want more than the world around me seems to hold so good luck charms consider this your cue half my life is filled with daydreams of places I still haven't seen Maybe I'm a stereotype, an optimistic form of blind But maybe like a reason is the key What if I'm just right there on the edge I believe my best days are ahead And not all who seek our loss they say I know there will come a day when home is something I can see but today I'm somewhere in between, somewhere in between. Well, I want to tell you one. That's the most beautiful thing that y'all could ever do. I loved it. I loved it. And we've come to the end of another great trip. I want to thank one Highland um, Rim for coming. Paul and Sam Mooney. Check them out at Red Brick Roads Music Festival. And also Alex Warren, Evan Shoto, and Marty Stewart for joining us, as well as um, Kurt Allen. If you'd like to submit an event... Find out more information about these and what's happening around your neck of the woods. Visit mpbonline.org and click the community tab to view Mississippi events or email events at mpbonline.org. Next Stop Mississippi is a production of MPB Think Radio for Java Chapman and Kamel King. I'm Jermaine Flood, producer. Stay tuned for Southern Remedy for Women and join us next Friday at 10 a.m. for another great trip here on Next Stop Mississippi. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.